Oh, yeah, there might be a festive uh, feeling up in the air, but uh, trust me, as far as the sport is concerned, uh, the journey does continue right here on hashtag MSW. You are live on Radio 2000. It is 0605842250 is our WhatsApp voice note. Uh, keep it locked on Radio 2097.2 to 100. A full two hours and a jam-packed show, and your company is more than welcome. But I can tell you, though, that the public protector today, Ubusasiwe uh, Mkwebane, finding that a sport Sports supplier by the name of Sejgas uh, paid the former sports minister Filim Balula's 680,000 rand holiday in Dubai back in 2016. Now, Balula had claimed that he had received a loan from the company, but the public protector has found this to be untrue. The Balula report, I investigated this again under the executive member's ethics code. <coughs> Um, the allegation that uh, Mr. Balulat undertook a trip to Dubai with his family 28 December 2016 to 3 January 2017. I think it was around five days. The complaint was lodged by the DA, uh, Member of Parliament, because all EMEA matters are supposed to be lodged by Members of Parliament. No member of the public can lodge a complaint in terms of this legislation. But again, the head of uh, Afri Forum also lodged a complaint um, to the public protector. And uh, a further complaint was received 10 October 2017 by a member of um, by, uh, Mr. Mellor. His complaint was primarily based on an article published in the um, uh, news, the allegation that Mr. Balula paid uh, 680000 for a uh, Dubai trip being rolled by a sports supplier, said Gus. It was alleged that uh, Mr. Mbalula was still a minister of sports and recreation. He undertook took a trip with his family, and um, this said Gus is a, a supplier or a service provider of SASCOC, the South African Sports Confederation and Olympic Committee, which uh, uh, falls under the auspices of the Department of Sports and Recreation. They um, technically, Setgas uh, is a technical sponsor or supplier of uh, formal wo- uh, clothing worn by the Team South Africa. It was alleged that the trip cost 680000 and the company uh, paid for uh, called Raymond uniforms paid for uh, uh, this trip. Mr. Mbalula and his family were accommodated in a hotel in Dubai, and he was the member of the uh, 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 parliament by that time. There was a further, it's all these allegations. So, Mr. Mbalula apparently issued a statement 9 October in response to the allegations, where he stated he wished that the matter would not enter public space. He however confirmed that he and his family did undertake the trip but denied that it was a gift. And Mr. Mbalula stated that he had no direct conflict of interest arising from this trip. Mr. Mbalula reiterated that his family was responsible for financing this trip, and he used the family resources. And upon analyzing the complaint, I decided to investigate. In fact, the EMEA doesn't uh, give me that discretion, but I'm obligated to investigate, so the investigation was uh, um, initiated and um, I also in, uh, investigated whether any irregularities or improprieties in the funding for Mr. Balula and his family to travel 
to Dubai and whether that constitutes maladministration. Also under investigation was whether SEDCA Sports, who provides us cork, the Sports Federation under the auspices of the department, sponsored the trip of Mr. Mbalula. I found that the allegation that the former minister, Mr. Mbalula, violated the executive member's court when he undertook a family vacation was substantiated. Indeed, the trip was undertaken, and uh, what was peculiar is that neither Mr. Mbalula or his family or office arranged the trip. The bookings were made by a certain Mr. Suela on behalf of Mr. Malula, and Mr. Malula makes no mention when he responded to the Park Protector no mention of Mr. Suela or the relations. However, the response which was received later was that Mr. Suela was not asked by him to do the bookings, but initiated same out of his own volition because Mr. Suela just recommended um, this travel agent, Moonlin Travel. There is nothing untoward in the minister taking his family on a trip abroad, and of which that's what I also agree with. But then the challenge is when Balula departed for Dubai, the trip was not paid, and he is neither a client of this uh, Moonlin Travel, but then um, was recommended by this Mr. Suwaya. Mr. Suwaya was a client of Moonlin Travel. He then stated that uh, he had the necessary funds, uh, which uh, he verbally asked uh, for a loan from uh, Mr. Dockrat, so that he can cover the, 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 the traveling. And uh, uh, there's no evidence in my possession that Mr. Barula requested or obtained a loan prior to departure. Evidence in my possession indicates that the payment of the trip only commenced the following year, 17 February 2017, following the repeat, repeated demands by this Miss Bailey's from the travel agent to settle the costs. It had to take payments from Sergas Sport and Delta's collectors practicing under the name and style SVG Legal and Forensic Investigative Services for the trip to be settled. So by leaving the country for Dubai without making necessary payments arrangement for the trip and not even knowing the costs related thereto, Ms. Mbalula acted in a way that is inconsistent with the position of a cabinet minister. Um, therefore, there was an undisclosed and unmanaged conflict of interest between Mr. Mbalula's responsibility to act in the best interest of his department, government, and his private interest. For a middle action, I direct the President to take note of the findings I've made in this report with a view to sharing it with other members of Cabinet as to ensure that they guard against this conduct uh, from happening in the future, since that's the main intention of our reports and our remedial action. We address the uh, root causes of maladministration. And uh, um, I'm not taking any remedial action against Mr. Mbalula, since he's no longer a member of the executive and is not even a member of parliament. I also direct the cabinet secretary to ensure that subsequent to the appointment of ministers and deputy ministers, they are within 60 days of appointment trained about their constitutional obligations as, as, as envisaged by section 96 of the constitution as well as the executive members ethics code. I further direct, uh, directed the director of financial intelligence center to take agent and appropriate steps to investigate the source of uh, 150,000 cash that was paid to Moonlin Travel. Lastly, I direct the 
National Director of Public Prosecution to also take urgent steps to investigate whether funds used to pay <coughs> for Mr. Balula's trips were not um, uh, proceeds of any uh, crime. Wednesday nights are soccer nights. It's time for the kickoff on Radio 2000 and simulcast on Metro FM. All right, that's uh, the breakdown that came through from the public protector, Busasiwe Mkwebane, finding that the sports supplier, Sejkas, had paid for the former sports minister, Filim Balula's 680,000 rand holiday that was in Dubai back in 2016. And um, we are going to be getting uh, input as well coming through from uh, Graham Joffe, the sports journalist. Uh, he's dealt with this uh, issue before, and that's the reason why we bring it back into the mainstream here, uh, simply because we have touched on it uh, previously on other shows that there were all all sorts of debates and arguments as to what had happened and obviously it was then on the desk of the public protector uh, advocate Busasiwe Mkwebane uh, who today pronounced on it and I mean I don't know what your feelings are there you know there's going to be nothing further because he no longer uh, holds office is what she says and is that good enough I don't know uh, so let's uh, chat to the sports journalist coming through live from the United States of America uh, Graham Joffe thank you so much for your time good evening Rob, always a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you. Were you surprised when you heard this input coming through from the public protector? Not surprised at all. (coughs) Sorry, Rob. Not not surprised at all, Rob. I'm just happy the report has come out. Um, The fact that no no sanctions are going to be taken against Mbalula because he's no longer a cabinet minister, that's despite the fact. I believe that she has also asked the NPA to investigate if there's been money laundering. And, Rob, that's going to be the crux of the matter because Sedgers are a massive player in the South African sports market and they're involved with numerous sporting federations. They've been involved with the Department of Sport and Recreation as a supplier. They've been the supplier of the Olympic team kit for the South African team for I don't know how many years. And remember the huge outcry about the Ninja Turtles uh, at the Olympic Games in Rio de Janeiro. So this could open up a huge can of worms, and it should because... Sedgers, as I said, are a very corrupt player in the sports market. And there's a bigger picture here, Rob. And I want to give you an example because this is what really hurts me and why I want to keep on fighting. We talk about transformation in South African sport, okay? The biggest Achilles heel of transformation is corruption. I'll give you an example. South African table tennis, whose president or vice president was Hajira Kaji. She's also vice president of Saskatchewan. South African table tennis get offered 120 tables at almost no cost as a, as a good gesture from a company. SA Table Tennis declines. They go and buy 200 table tennis tables from Sedgers at an inflated rate, pour out millions, and these are the millions that should be going to athletes in South Africa. If you take an athlete from a disadvantaged background, say out of the townships, a youngster mm. who wants to play table tennis for South Africa, you will not be given those funds. And now numerous, numerous sporting federations are bankrupt, don't have funds. And what happens now is South African teams are not selected on merit. They're selected on wealth. So if your parents or you as an athlete can't afford to go on an overseas trip, you don't get to go. Numerous, I can name it, swimming, water polo. I, I don't know how many federations. And that now is the big crux of the matter because you do have a corrupt player like Sedgers in the sporting market and with corrupt connections to Mbalula, the Department of Sport and Recreation, SASCOG, 
and a number of sporting federations in South Africa, and hence why the NPA needs to investigate, and this needs to open up completely. And finally, we're going to try and get, hopefully, there'll be transparency in South African sport. I cannot believe what you've just uh, said to the listeners, uh, that table tennis tables were offered free of charge as a donation and they chose Correct. not to go with that they chose to then uh, put it across to Sedgers who then were beneficiaries of a bought product that is correct and Sedgers went from a small clothing supply in Svereniching they've now become the major sports supplier of across the board in South Africa on top of that Rob they have a company called Sed Trade hmm. which has now got most of the road contracts in Svereniching and the Free State <laughs> it's, a, it's at a massive level, Rob. You're talking about a level that I can't even explain, and it, it's deep. It is so deep. But then with the pronouncement, though, coming through that nothing further will be done, no, no further action uh, will be taken against the minister simply because he no longer holds office, how does that sit with you? Is that what it's all about? And do you then, uh, let's say it is what it is as a corrupt activity, then encourage it to happen again because as you know with the parliament and parliamentarians uh, there are cabinet reshuffles that happen so often so if you are no longer in that particular portfolio does that mean though that you can get off scot-free uh, it's ridiculous uh you know i, I disagree I'm with you on that i disagree 100 percent that mbalula should now have to answer it there should be a criminal case should be open because he lied about it. He said, no, he paid for it himself. And now he said to the public protector, no, he got a loan from Mr. Dockrat at Sedgers, a loan for 680000 for the family trip to Dubai. And he's paid back the loan. He, he made that story up after he was you know, basically exposed, mm. which was a, a very good expose. Uh, you know, it wasn't something that I actually knew about at the time, but I've known about the huge corrupt relationship between the sports ministry. The problem also, Rob, is the Department of Sport and Recreation also has all these clean audits, but they have all these conduits where, they, where money is disappearing and used by the sports ministry. The sports trust is a massive dirty conduit for the Department of Sport and Recreation. So these guys, you know, and I've always said, Rob, the rot starts at the top. And it started with Fakila Mbalula, sports minister. It runs through the Department of Sport and Recreation. Sedgas is a supplier to the Department of Sport and Recreation. All these things need to be investigated. They need to be forensic audits. I would love to see the contract that SASCOG has with Sedgas. Huh. I mean, it's laughable, but these are all very, very political, political people, dangerous and politi- politically connected people to the very top. Because, I mean, I'm just reading the, the outcome again while we we're talking about the loan agreement per se, uh, saying that uh, he, he paid an amount of 200,000 rand and also 75,000 respectively into the bank account of Raymond Uniforms, uh, which I would imagine that those are the same people that supplied uh, our Olympic team with those parachutes. Well, the, the, correct. So the investigation, which was done by Barry Bateman at EWN, basically found that Raymond Uniforms was a shelf company, which Sedgas uses as basically a conduit to pay a bunch of suppliers and different people. So it's, they, try to, they try to cover their tracks and they didn't do a very good job with it. I'll give you another great example, Rob. The cricket ball supplied to Cricket South Africa and other equipment. Who would you think would be the, the, the third party that's been helping Sedgas get into all these different sporting federations as well is the former South African cricket CEO, Gerald Majola, who was dismissed for, you know, for, with your fingers in the cookie jar. 
So <laughs> it's laughable that he's now working for Sedgers and, and, and Cricket South Africa and all these different federations are still buying from Sedgers because they've almost been told that if you do want something and if you want to make sure that everything's in line and that you, if you vote the right way, if you vote the right way for the SASCOG board, you'll get lottery money. If you buy stuff from Sedgers, you'll get these free trips. It's, it's, it's a mess, Rob. It's a, a South African sport, and that's what, I, that's what hurts me and why, and why I love coming on your show, because you're not scared to divulge the truth. You, you're an independent show. There's no culture of investigative sports journalism in South Africa. So corruption in South African sport flies under the radar all the time. But it, it is shocking, though, especially in a country where, and, and I'd said it so many times that, I think one day, if we do ever get to uh, bring the president of the country to chat to us on the show, because there's so much that uh, he has to account for when it comes to sport. Sport has been seen through many, many years across the world as being that one savior, that one change, that if people are in the doldrums, they are in a poverty scenario and they are talented, they can come out of it. You know, we look at South America. Where did Neymar come from? Ronaldinho, where did they come from? They came from the slums. Where are they now? They're better off individuals. Why? Because systems were put in place to enable their talent uh, to move forward, to grow and to be recognized internationally and in the world. But here, yeah, we equally have talented people. And if you say... And we all have seen this uh, again, Graham, is that they cannot advance their talents simply because there are people who've been in administration for the longest time. They know how to work the systems. They know how to shield things, bypass systems and be able to look after themselves. So these talented athletes don't get a chance to shine and therefore they can never get out of poverty. It's not about just what politicians do uh, to try and trumpet whatever political jargon that there is. There is a responsibility from their side to make sure that sport strives in South Africa, and right now it isn't. And if we don't control it, it never will. Rob, Rob, you've summed it up beautifully, because it's all about, for so many of these sports administrators in South Africa, it's about self-enrichment. A lot of them have been there for so many years. They know how to do the system. We have so much talent. For what we have in talent, finance, and facilities, Rob, and I say it time Mm. and time and again, we should be getting 25 medals at the Olympic Games. But because a lot of the athletes, Sasko cries poverty before every Olympic Games. Rob, if you see what the kind of money that they're spending on their, their board to go on different trips, the salaries that the board members are, are getting in contravention of the IOC charter. But it's the whole time. It's all about the administrator and not about the athlete. And it, right now, they are, I, I can, Rob, no question about it, there are so many South African teams that are represented by people that can only afford to go on these trips. When, if a South African water polo team goes overseas and you've got to pay 40,000 rand because South African swimming has no money because they've squandered it, they've lost lotto millions, they're not a clean organization, how can you transform a sport? You can't. It's all about corruption. It's the Achilles heel to transformation. It's the Achilles heel to South Africa getting as many medals as they should be getting with what we have in talent, finance, and facilities. It is massive corruption. You talk about the corruption, and again, we're getting into the mind here, Graham, of uh, the public protector, uh, who said that I consider Mr. Mbalula's submission that he expected proceeds from a, a property transaction so as to fund the trip, including some funds from family reserves. I have, I find it 
quite odd that he could sell a property and use the proceeds thereof to fund an expensive holiday for him and his family in Dubai for a period of just five days. I find this reasoning quite concerning. So she had a lot of doubts and hence coming to the conclusion that she did. No, I mean, there were, I mean, he lied. I mean, the ministers, Rob, we don't have to get into when it comes to lies. I mean, just... I mean, ministers lie, so many of them lie so often that we just don't know what, they, they, they forget what the truth is. But it's only when they get exposed, then they go on, 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 on you know, on the offensive. And then as I, years ago, Rob, I exposed the South African rugby president, Mark Alexander, getting millions in kickbacks for a renewal of a commercial contract. It's, 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 it's actually incredible. So the invoice went from Megapro, went to Sedgers. Sedgers invoiced Megapro, the invoice was for South African Rugby Consulting. <laughs> Suddenly they're a consulting firm now, said Giz as well. Wow. And Mark Alexander benefited from millions for kickbacks so Megapro could get a Saru commercial contract renewal. And nothing's been done about it. There's just, it's just, hey, it's, it's water for duck back. Water for duck's back. What does Mark Alexander do? He opens up a criminal defamation case against me so that as soon as I come back to South Africa, I must be arrested. These guys are sick, Rob. It's, it's, it's ugly, and I feel for South Africa's sportsmen and women that are treated as second-rate citizens most of the time. And, and he is then the president of the union? He is president of the union. And continues but you know his duties. Going? He's continuing his duties. There's no problem. But you must remember the Saru CEO, SA Rugby CEO, Yuri Ru, is facing a massive, massive fraud case coming up in March with the University of Stellenbosch where he misappropriated over 20 million rand, moved them to different accounts when he was in the rugby club at University of Stellenbosch, took it from student fees. So a lot, a lot more dirt could come up. But, and that's what I say, Rob. A lot of these administrators have all got dirt on each other, so they protect each other. And it's all, it's all about greed. You know, if you, can sit in your, if you can sit in your butt all day long and make 10 million, oh, maybe I should make 20 million at the same time. It's, it's a horrible scenario that's playing out in South African sport, and I continue to fight for it only because I feel for the pain of the athletes and transformation. And those athletes, and I traveled all over Africa, Rob, I did a, a documentary series on African sporting heroes. And when you go to a, a Nairobi, when you go to Nairobi or Kenya or Ethiopia, and you see 500 people at their athletic trials and 50 coaches sitting at the side of the track, you never see that in South Africa. It doesn't exist. The administrators mm. are too busy lining their own pockets. I mean, the, just the other day, I was watching one of the major marathons internationally, and uh, it was what number one to ten. They were all Kenyans. Uh, number one to I think eight in the women's division were all Kenyans, and then there was a breakdown of one or two European athletes who were there. Then the rest again, up until about fifteen, uh, were all from Kenya. And I'm saying, you know what? At times. We look back at this and say, no, no, they're just naturally gifted. Yeah, naturally gifted, but with support. And as little funding as they have and do get, the government, everybody within the sporting unions realize their potential and they say, let's band together and bring them out into the open and expose them to the international field. That is exactly what we are not doing here. So all the talent gets to rot here. And then people start thinking about crime. They start thinking about all sorts of other social ills that they do go and perform, including drugs, that they cannot pursue their careers. And for me, that is the standout pain that one goes through every time such things come to the fore. And we need to turn it around. And there's only one person who's the leader of the country 
who can bring an end to this so that examples are made at some point, sometime. And Rob, I think it's going to be a tough, a tough turnaround only because right, with, right under Mr. Ra- President Ramaphosa's nose is the national lottery, Rob, Rob which is sure. corrupt. And Rob Davies needs to come and answer to a whole lot of questions. Millions and millions from the national lottery. Where's the South African Football Museum that's got over 10 million from the National Lottery? Rob, five, six, seven years later, it doesn't exist. Mm. These are people that these are people that are getting money. There's groups of people that know people that sit on the on the distribution agencies of the lottery. That these guys are all just sitting, putting in false applications and and, and having a party with millions. It's just it's unbelievable. Obviously, we've been trying to get some form of a response coming through from the former sports minister as well. Um, and, and we haven't been able to get that coming through. But I, we have been picking up here and there uh, that, uh, you know, they've deemed it as a as a private trip. Uh, he basically paid for it. Uh, this was a story back in 2017 uh, that came through from Vuyamhaga uh, saying, uh, and he was talking then to EWN who were reporting on this story um, and also just literally saying that the minister did not receive a sponsorship uh, for the said private family trip. There were no uh, gratuities or gifts received for the trip. Um, that was part of the statement. The minister's family was and is responsible for the trip uh, from the family financial resources, details of which are completely confidential and protected in accordance with the Parliament's Members' Code of Ethics. End of quote there. Uh, so, uh, I mean, obviously it was covered up with all of that, um, you know, parliamentary speak, uh, which I suppose is, is again geared towards making anybody that wants to make inquiries uh, step aside. Yeah. Rob, there's no... I mean, there's always a cover-up, and you know he's been caught with his pants down. He's been caught in a bunch of lies. It's not the first time either. I mean, we've got a Sascot president who lies nonstop all the time about the different issues. It's 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 crazy. It's just it's very sad. Something does need to change, and hopefully, it's a deeply rooted cancer. And these people are all just—they've all got so much dirt on each other. And it's only when there's a massive split. I mean, the fight that you have ongoing between Danny Jordan and Ivan Causa. It's not really. It's not about the sport. It's more. It's about money. It's, it's. They were. They were. They were often pals when they were doing deals and stuff like that. Obviously, it turned sour, and that's. You know, there's a fallout. So mm. I just. I just think it's crazy. He's no longer the sports minister, but still. So that the Department of Sports and Recreation, Alec Mwemi, has been sitting at the top there. You've got the Deputy Sport Minister Gert Oersthuizen, who's been a puppet and just rides the gravy train nonstop. It's enough. It's enough. We'll keep an eye and an ear on the story as it develops. Uh, Graham, thank you so much for coming through. And once again, as you said, it's a story that you've picked up on way, way before all of this uh, came up uh, today with the public protector. Uh, We'll keep on watching it. And thank you so much for joining us on MSW. Rob, always a pleasure. Sports journalist there coming through live from the United States of America, Graham Joffe, uh, giving us the breakdown of what we heard earlier today from the public protector. His comment was grossly at odds with the provisions of Section 96 of the Constitution, the Executive uh, Ethics Code. Therefore, the information and evidence obtained during the investigation conclusively suggests that Mr. Balula's conduct was inconsistent with the standard required by the Constitution. His conduct in traveling to Dubai without paying for the trip exposed him to the risk of a conflict again. There's the risk of a conflict which uh, we dealt with earlier. Doesn't mean there must be a conflict. 
the risk of a conflict is sufficient standard to be taken into consideration. So the allegation that there were irregularities and improprieties in funding uh, and sponsoring this trip is also substantiated uh, because uh, when Balula boarded the plane, he did not know how how much his family vacation in Dubai was going to be. And I mean, the to total, he was under the impression is 600,000, but the cost escalated to 680. But that was due to the fact that there were delays or there were changes uh, uh, which were done um, when they delayed to acquire the visas to travel to Dubai. It was also inappropriate for Mr. Mbalula to enter into a what is termed loan agreement with Yusuf uh, Dokrat, the director of a business uh, which is Sedgas. So Mr. Dokrat is a director of Sedgas. Sedgas is doing business with the SASCO. What is peculiar about this loan is that it was entered into after and when Mr. Mbalula could not pay for the trip. But Mr. Mbalula said uh, he was going to pay for the trip because he planned to sell his property or there was a stage where the property was uh, on sale. So he thought he would settle the bill using the sale of that particular pro property. During the investigation, the three, Mr. Mbalula, Dokrat and Bailey's considered to the payments which were effected from NetBank by uh, Raymond Uniform. So this Raymond Uniform is owned by um, a cousin to uh, Mr. Dokrat, uh, so it's a family uh, business. So it is admitted that there was an exchange of fines between Balula and Dokrat, and um, Balula then finally repaid the loan which he got from Dokrat through Raymond Travel. I do not accept that the arrangement between them constituted a loan, since the transaction has not been reported, even if the Mr. Balula paid or repaid the funds, but then again he exposed himself to this risk of a conflict. And Mr. Mbalula was saying he did not know that uh, Mr. Dokrat is a director of Zedgas, uh, but they've been friends for more than two decades, so surely he should have been aware of that particular issue. Marawa Sports Worldwide. All right, let's head off to the United States of America where sport journalist uh, Graham Joffe is uh, standing by. Rob, i got a bad feeling that unfortunately the sports minister is out of her depth. And that's not her own fault. I mean, she didn't appoint herself. And at the end of the day, she's allowed Saskog to mark their own exam papers. How nice would that be in life if you could go right throughout life marking your own exam papers? One of the biggest problems that you're going to have in South African sport is that there are so many corrupt people in South African sport, but all of them have got dirt on each other. So when they find each other out, there's no honour amongst the yeah. but it's hard to get to the real bottom of it. That's the problem. Hashtag NSW.